Baby Yanni Yoda, as some prefer, needs a mother figure in his life. And for five seconds, I was hoping it was going to be this Reeves figure. But the conclusion of this episode decimated that hope. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Mandalorian, Chapter 11, The Heiress. This episode was written by John Favreau and directed by one Bryce Dallas Howard. We know her in a lot of things. Jurassic World, Black Mirror, the daughter of Ron Howard. So it was a good episode although there were a few scenes that seemed to transition very sloppily and I have question marks regarding those but the cinematography and the action sequences were fairly on point this episode so I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. We pick up this episode fairly where we left off everyone's still taking a nice dose when they have finally reached their destination don't ask me what this planet is called i did not write it down and why is baby yanni not in a seat belt or a toddler seat or anything that would strap his ass in he thinks this shit is a roller coaster i've been fucking hoes and popping pillars man i feel just like a rock star I want to be like Mando, sir. He cannot prevent himself from falling. You need to strap him into something. Frog Lady was pulling double duty as she has to hold on to the controller so that they can land in atmosphere without burning up while holding her babies at the same time. We saw one of them didn't make it. It was sad and depressing for the audience that understood what that red blood meant. But oh we'll just speed over it very quickly because you know it's a lovely reunion she deserves a hot bath and a massage is all i'm saying after they land amid constant yelling from traffic control reduce your speed reduce your speed i'm trying clearly i cannot the ship weebles wobbles its ass into the water For some reason, one dock worker wants to watch the entire mess unfold in absolute judgment. What the hell is the world coming to? Really love the effect of the crane pulling them out of the water back onto the landing pad. Mando saying, can you fix it? What the hell did you just say? He didn't even pretend to lie. He said, nah, but I can make it fly. (laughs) Yo shits all the way fucked up man all the way fucked up he says i'll fill it up if it still holds feel frog lady and frog husband reunite her squeal was adorable yanni is hungry and he's like i know i'm gonna get you some food later and they go back to an inn before frog lady and frog husband are out and i will say this much for context y'all are really not trusting you're like well i know a guy who said they heard something about some mandalorians i didn't say you could trust him because it really felt as if it was a setup like come on you just happened to know a whole group of an underground belly like you kind of sent him into the belly of the beast or maybe it's mando's fault for doing no damn recon whatsoever when he gets information from people 
I understand this is not a digital age. <laughs> However, it'd be nice to ask anyone else around besides just jumping into the next adventure. You are not a bachelor anymore, sir. You are a father. You are a parent. You need to think a little bit harder about entering into these flimsy very low profile information type of deals a woman is watching them and we later find out her name is something keeves i believe but she is an interesting character that i wanted to know so much more about and yet i got absolutely nothing on and i understand katie sackoff was also in this episode and she was definitely intended to be the heiress the star of this however getting this part of the character in a few other scenes it almost felt as if there was something more to occur that never just did or maybe i was reading those scenes wrong but no they were there because i rewound them twice and i'm just not quite sure why they were there at the end he orders yanni some chowder that contains a xenomorph that attacks him and all mando has to say is don't play with your food before taking a knife and having the creature fall back in and yanni said this is fucking scary and gross okay first and foremost they tell the waiter that is that everyone in the restaurant has to eat when you go into this inn like it's a requirement that was the first sign that there was some shady criminal activity going on and that is why i'm like mando my dude then very loudly and not so inconspicuously they talk the waiter to another guy a patron talking about he needs passage and he's got best scar and he agrees to take him for a feat here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money now while he is offering him passage he does this unnecessary evil mustache twirling haha when he said he would offer him a ride so it was with very little <laughs> <laughs> surprised that when they are encouraging him and the kid to watch a mamacore eat because it's just something that's good for the child it's a trap which mando should have seen coming and then baby yanni is swallowed whole in his carrier i was about to call 969 kids y'all 969 kids mando he did jump in immediately to save him but he is trapped inside and they start to attack him with spears to drown him it's working until a group of blue armored mandalorians show up and save him and baby yanni my girl Casca reeves that's her name dives in and kills the creature comes flying out rips off the little thing and then there was a moment right when she was like oh you're fine little guy before she gave him to mando it felt as if um yanni and her had made a bond and i was like oh that's sweet maybe we'll see something about that because she saved them and then it didn't happen mando's all like thank you i appreciate it then they take off their helmet and things get tense 
Yanni's reactions are always the best because he's like, oh, plot twist? What's going on here? She tells Mando that her name is Bo-Katan of Clan Kreez. And I was like, A-T-I-M-G-A-P-P. <laughs> Y'all remember that song from drama? She tells him, you don't need to be disrespectful. Don't tell me I'm not Mandalorian. I am basically royalty i fought in the purge i'm the last of my kind and your ass is den ferric whatever that means a child of the watch with which is a cult of religious zealots that broke away from the mandalorian society choosing to reestablish the ancient way i.e we don't remove our helmets mando says fuck that noise and rockets away with baby yanni but then watches them destroy the ship later on and leave. Now let's pause here because what do you mean? I felt this whole entire thing was just very casually swept under the rug as if it was not spoken. That was a little bothersome. I do think that this show has a tendency and I I'm not gonna fault the show for it. But I will say, as someone who is not deep into the Star Wars lore, it introduces things and people, like people last week were like, I just happened to hear the guy that was in the shadows was someone called Boba Fett, which is a big thing. Because I googled it. Because <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. And I was like, I don't want to be dumb to it. So I, I, I did some Star Wars homework and realized this was a big deal. So I do think a little bit that this show, like this whole scenario on which Mando found himself in is important. And this was probably something that was well known in the Star Wars verse. However, to fans like me, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Like there's a, a whole Mandalorian type thing like we saw only some people in underneath the city talking about this is the way and they don't take off their helmets and i respected them i held them down i loved them all now i hear that there's this whole royal line of mandalorians and i'm like oh that's fascinating and they're trying to steal back to get their home world and they're after this thing the sword and it's fascinating things but they just toss it out like it's handy and I'm like, but I don't, I don't know what it means in the grand scheme of things where Mando is happening. I guess I just, the significance goes over me and I guess that's fine. Except sometimes I wish they wouldn't brush past it. Like, oh yeah, Mando, you're from this uh, religious cult section that is not really part of the Mandalorians. You're just a subsect, but we're going to take you under our wings because hey we're better together at least you're part of the ancient ways and it was our way so there's just there's something to that that was kind of just left hanging in the air maybe it'll come back make its way back around because it's katie Sackoff, so it's a good chance that if they're gonna world build this out and i think it's already been approved for season three that you can play around building out this universe and connecting it and I guess this is a little bit talking out of the other side of my mouth being like oh well you want to know the answers why don't you go ahead and watch Clone Wars <laughs> so I, I touche to my own thought process and what 
what one would say to me complaining about that it still could have been done just a touch bit more at least we could have saw mando's reaction to it because he had absolutely no reaction to it he just went and started walking off like he went into emo mode and it was dark and yanni was had no food and i'm like i'm really concerned about the child and as beautiful as that set piece was and i like the fact that we're going a little grittier this year why is he just casually like it was dawn and now it's night and it felt like he was standing on the same dock or not dawn y'all know what i meant (laughs) uh evening and then it was night and it felt as if he walked absolutely nowhere and they were trying to convince me he walked somewhere and i was not convinced whatsoever and then he is randomly accosted by the crewman's brother just happened to be chilling around the dock and was like hey i heard you killed my brother he he gets his crew and they're like we're gonna take you on and i'm like but how did you (laughs) it doesn't matter because he saved once again by the people he should have been a little bit more grateful for saving his son's life that he rudely dismissed and he ain't got no friends here and he ain't even barely got no weapons like why she's like can we at least buy you a drink because clearly this child needs to eat and then we don't see him get any food rude they inform him trask is a black market arms port and mandalorian armory is the things that they have been seizing but they plan on taking it back so that they can retake their home world and seat a new mandalorian queen to the throne she doesn't mention at this part that's her but apparently that wasn't needed at this moment mando thinks the planet is inhabitable she tells him not to believe everything you hear i'm like feed yanni because the other chick reeves is eating this worm type of thing and then she moans and i'm not entirely sure why that happens and yanni's just staring at her like could you like i don't know give me some too mando calls on the creed to enlist their help finding jedi because he's still on his mission they agree but only if he helps with their heist and i know he got to be tired of hearing this like can i not just get some information and it not cost me going on an adventure but sure if it not then we wouldn't have a show (laughs) mando at least responsibly leaves yanni with frog lady and frog husband and he says mind your manners you know what i'm talking about but them eggs have begun hatching and he is excited to see the little baby tadpole they then the crew that is come in and take down the ship they i like everything about the fight sequence all of the stormtroopers i mean they definitely gave a lot of extras to the set this day to make it seem as if it was a very impactful fight scene i liked it so much so that the stormtroopers believe that there are 10 people coming after them instead of four and then they realize they're mandalorians and the captain wants the uh, ship locked down or at least the cockpit locked down and that they are going to climb to hyperspace so that they can rendezvous with the fleet he then one of the guys when he is told to hold them back panics and traps 
the group he believes in a good place the cargo central area and then the captain's like in the where it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up the captain though he still isn't scared we've seen this actor before i can't for the life of me just randomly point out what i've seen him in but i've seen him in a lot and he makes threats saying you know you're not going to get away with this even if you take a few crates we're going to hunt you down and kill you she says oh no we're taking the entire ship mando's like come on man that's not what i signed up for i got things i gotta do she's like well if you want the info that you want guess what you taking this ship he calls moff gideon for backup but he is told no that much part of the ship is taken you will not be getting that assistance and you know what to do so the captain kills the two pilots and begins to nose dive the ship mando decides to save the ship from crashing by deciding to use two of his grenades to take out all of the stormtroopers though he really didn't wanna Bo-Katan asks if he has the dark saber I'm guess we're, we're talking about Moff Gideon and he confirms that he clearly does before committing suicide saying I'm not gonna take you to him because he's not gonna let me live Reeves and Mando save the ship from crashing but they need to get out of there because they need to hyperdrive she gives him a standing offer uh Bo-Katan that is to join them but he says I have my own mission to do she says your bravery won't be forgotten and tells him where to find a Oshika Katano and then he and she exchanged this is the way and I guess they're cool now but I'm very much unclear on how once again Mando feels <laughs> about being told hey you are a Mandalorian but you're from kind of this religious cult section he's like okay I don't need to think about that at all doesn't change my feelings but I do hope we see this crew again just because they were pretty badass I thought the guy got robbed mostly of the lines because I don't even know his name. Mando just jumps out of the the aircraft and then he's picking up baby Yanni who loves playing with the new baby tab hole and it's sad to be dragged away. When they pick up that ship it looks like a damn homeless shelter or an abandoned crack house and I was like um I'm gonna need you to childproof this thing talking about it's gonna be a bumpy ride then put him in a damn car anything i understand that dude was like i don't know how you thought i was gonna fix destroyed but i got it strapped up with everything a little calamari type of thing is starting to come for baby yanni but mando saves him and that's his dinner and i'm like um i'm gonna need you to do better i'm gonna need you to do better mando but apparently at least now they know where they're going he needs a new ship or he needs someone who really i don't even know how does anyone salvage he needs some assistance and help i don't know i don't even think he can make it back to Tatooine. and even then she does not seem like she does shit for free <laughs> she's like if you want to sell me baby yanni I don't know what's gonna happen but or it could be wherever he goes next he's gonna be stranded there for a long ass fucking time 
and that might be interesting too so i am because they never give me any clues on <laughs> unclear i guess we're gonna meet a jedi next week that'll be interesting we can learn more about them i know a bit but it's been a while so with that let's get into the feedback If you want to join in the conversation, you can send feedback to lacrocouch at gmail.com. You can send it in written format or in audio format, just under 10 minutes. First up tonight, it's my girl, Amia. What up, Christina? It's me. I am going to rush this because I'm late as heck. I told you today is my nephew's first birthday. I've been driving all over the place. It's been a long ass day. I feel like you. (laughs) My uh, son's uh, cousin on his dad's side's birthday tomorrow and they are in Wisconsin Dells and because his younger cousin her little brother wanted Derek to come with I had to drive him to the city which is an hour and a half away from where we live so that he can go to Wisconsin Dells with them but then I had to come back to go to the celebration for my little sister's son because he turned one she canceled the party because she's she just was feeling sick and she didn't want to have people over because she got tested for COVID I don't think that's what it is she doesn't look symptomatic to me but she is also one of those people that um is really like paranoid not necessarily like overly paranoid like she has the reason to be nervous so I mean she's I guess she's a normal she's the normal amount of worried so she just didn't want to spread it so she canceled the party which which is fine um but I still wanted to be there so that's really what today was just me driving and me spending time with my little nephew who's one today and he is hopped up on sugar and his behind should be asleep but when I left he was literally losing his shit in the living room with all the toys he got so good luck with her my son is nine i don't have to deal with that anymore (laughs) um so i just finished watching mandalorian um this episode was it was good it wasn't as entertaining as the other episode i think the last week was good but it was still it was still i i found it interesting um i just the baby yanni's coos and his giggles cracking me up um i thought we were gonna I don't know why I just assumed we were gonna be with the frog lady a little bit longer um but I mean she did do what I guess her husband did what needed to be done and and showed uh Mando where the other Mandalorian were were, Mandalorians were and I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just their like grimy looking faces but those creatures on the ship I didn't trust them for a second and when I tell you I screamed when they pushed baby Yanni in there and that thing ate up ate up the whole little crib I the noise that came out of me I was livid like you motherfuckers like you how dare you I was so mad so mad like and they like I don't know how much his his gear is worth but people really be coming for for Mando's gear like he really need to stop trusting people because every left and right somebody oh we're gonna get so much money for that whatever that metal is called like they really want it Jeez, louise like he can't be he can't trust nobody because everybody want a piece oh 
but I will say, like, those Mandalorians, the blue, like, I, I thought their blue, like, tinted Mandalorian, like, armor was dope as heck and when i saw the black girl i was like praise okay okay we're getting some melanin up in here and i was all for it and the guy looked like he might have been hispanic or maybe south asian i'm not sure but i'm here for it um and i love that like i've been wanting to get more mandalorian so now that we know that there's like a different type of branch of mandalorians like these are like the newer age Mandalorians that have no problem showing that they showing their face but you can still tell that they dope as hell because they were kicking ass too Mando is probably like because this is the only like it seems like this is all he know like they look like they might have some swag and some life and they do other things other than just Mandalorian type stuff so I'm really interested in in them and let me tell you like I'm looking at the what's her name Bo-Katan I'm looking at her like why does she look familiar like I know that I know that face and it it took me until the end of the episode I paused it to go grab a snack or something like that or a drink or something I don't remember what it was and I come back and I'm looking at the screen and Bo-Katan is there and I'm like is that Amunet black oh raggedy ass I thought she was a blonde and it looked like she's wearing a wig in here too so I don't think her hair is red but I just it didn't even it took me so long to realize who that was like with her raggedy accent like I just I was like oh my god that's that actress to play like I you know how I feel about Amunet so like she's a human trafficker and we just gonna skip past that so when I noticed it was her it made me not like the character anymore and I was like okay let me stop being raggedy you know that's not the same person but the actress herself annoys me as Amunet but I I I'm having mixed emotions about her in this show like I want to really like her because I think that they're I think that it's dope that there's a different type of Mandalorian and I want to know about them but I also don't like how she lied to Mando like that was real trifling um like he needs that information and she's changing the rules of the deal and that's not something mando would do because like that seems like that would go against the creed of the mandalorian so i don't know that i trust her if she can't be trusted with her word like you can't just be changing stuff up and it seems like that's what she does so i guess we'll see how that goes he did get the information and we'll see if it plays out like if the information is good i will give this lady another chance I also hope we get to, you know, divulge into the actual um, Mandalorian, like, lore of this, this new group of Mandalorians. Because I really, I really am interested. Um, we know more about Mando. It'd be good to know some about them. Um, also, <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about is, oh my god, Baby Yanni is so cute and it looked like at the end he was really like in love with the little baby i'm mad that out of all them eggs they only got one like <laughs> that's i guess i don't feel so bad that baby yanni ate all them eggs they, they didn't look like they were gonna have many i i don't know if the other ones just weren't ready yet but out of all them eggs just one i mean i guess that's better than no kid at all but you know you have like 10 eggs you think you could at least have five babies that that sucks but um yeah um, i can't wait to next week's episode because i think we're gonna get some jedi action and i'm here for it 
Um, I also feel like they're going to be able to shine some light on the fact that baby Yanni is a girl. So I can have some vindication. And like I said, I agree that maybe Mando would have changed a diaper but like i said look what we don't not all animals have external genitalia i'm just gonna put that out there christina some of some of it's internal so we don't know he might just be making assumptions or i could just be being myself is stubborn it's it could go either way and i guess we'll find out so let me go ahead and end it here so i can send this to you i know i missed some stuff but like i said it's rushed um so i'm gonna I'm going to end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. She's still in denial. (laughs) The first phase is acceptance. She ain't got there yet. So we'll see how that goes down. And in regards to the episode, I am with you as far as I wanted to know more about these other mandalorian people they probably are real people at this point because after last week i'm guessing if i did a google search on these names they probably already exist in the continuity of the show so it feels as if like if you're not a part of that you better google it and find out and start getting into some clone wars and some other of the the uh, i don't know there's probably a lot of star wars stuff out there that have a whole story and they're just like yeah mando's gonna cruise through those storylines and you're supposed to know what happens or you better go to somebody's website and find out (laughs) but i do think that they're gonna come back yes that was amunet black katie sackoff i knew it as soon as i saw her yes the wig looked awful as usual and yes it was a little hard for me at first to be like oh man she's taking the lead i really wanted the black girl to take the lead i'm not trying to even pretend like i wasn't thinking that because yes i too uh have huge issues with amunet black (laughs) and that character and how she acts even if i laugh at some of her shenanigans however um this episode she was okay but she certainly wasn't the most interesting like i really was waiting for a plot twist of we're really protecting the princess which is the reeves chick i don't know why i was thinking that it just felt natural but apparently she is intending to be queen of mandalore and that's all good i mean by the end of the episode she at least had more than anyone else good intel on where he should go so that alone i'm with you is vindication enough because <laughs> mando beyond i mean he on his last leg of trusting people to get him somewhere close to where he needs to be and he needs to rest for a while and he needs to really deal with the fact that he's got other people because i hope he joins these other you know folks because it would be really nice to see pedro pascal's face yes it would It'd be great if he can be integrated and he can learn more things because I'm not saying this is the way and gotta be the way, but we can also learn other ways. (laughs) We can evolve. It's a thing that doesn't not make you a Mandalorian is all I'm saying. Maybe we might see Mandalore at one place at one period in time. I don't know. You can go very many places. 
Last but certainly not least is Jay Lee, who says, Hey, Christina, well, another week, another creature trying to hurt my baby. Real quick, one, I'm glad the good place is on your list. It's amazing. And you have, and have you thought about on my block? It's great too. I tried on my block and I got about three episodes in and I was like the one Hispanic kid was cracking me up, but it could not keep my attention for some reason. It just couldn't. Two, you called me Jalen last week, which is hilarious because that's my sister's name. I have learned to answer to both because my family always gets our names confused. I blame my mother. I would too. Jay Lee, Jalen. Like, come on, man. What did you think was going to happen? But then again, I do feel as if when parents have multiple children, like my mom can never, she just calls us everyone. Chris, whichever one is popping up. She can't remember all of our names. So she starts to say it like an alphabet tune. She continues, how is it that during an episode that the baby wasn't in that much, they still managed to toss in him getting swallowed whole, a squid creature latching onto his face alien style, and another face hugger looking one almost getting him. Leave him alone. I don't really know how I felt about this episode. It felt kind of choppy. There wasn't a consistent flow. It felt like they were rushing to get to the next location and plot point maybe because it was so short i'm not sure it just felt weird to me yes they do have an issue with their pace things i liked frog lady and frog man seriously show they literally sell books filled with baby names or there's a website for fantasy or sci-fi name generators i'm sure you could use their reunion was adorable honestly we could have spent the whole episode with them and baby yoda and i would have been fine mando diving in after the baby got swallowed mando stabbing that squid mando telling him to mind his manners mando grabbing that face hugger and the baby giggling i know he's tired of being super dad maybe they should take a vacation everything baby yoda did but specifically the look of wonder on his face when one of the eggs hatched and the look of what the fuck when the other Mandalorians took their helmets off. He was like, they come off? <laughs> then he looked to Mando and was either thinking, take yours off. Or the last time someone did this, we had to fight a dragon. Maybe we should leave now before another one shows up. <laughs> that is hysterical. Side note, if this leads to Mando forsaking his code, will the baby recognize him without the helmet? Oh, I'm sure he would. He'd know his voice. Also, his quick thinking just before he got swallowed. Your father taught you well, young one. That's very true. He did shut that stuff real quick. And his grabby hands while Mando was pulling him away from the tadpole. My headcanon when Manon said I have enough pets is that the baby has been collecting things during their travels and Mando is like, no more, we don't have the room. I don't even think he collects pets because he would eat them. (laughs) He'd get hungry enough because we know Mando do not feed him appropriately or on any type of schedule. It seems to be as needed. PRN is when you get to eat. He would have ate that tadpole. Also, is there a reason they couldn't stay for a little while, chill and relax? Their mission will still be there after a quick nap. 
I mean, that's so fast. You could have waited a little bit longer to get your fix, your uh, your ride together. I don't like that the Razor Crest is falling apart, but it was kind of funny to see it fall into the water in the beginning and the pieces falling off of it at the end. Can we pass the collection basket around and take a special offering for him to get a new ship? Preferably one with a playroom for the baby. Side note, the Razor Crest is not large and it's been shown the baby regularly sneaks up on Mando when he thinks he's in the bed area. How does he take his helmet off to eat and stuff while making sure the baby doesn't see him? That's very, very true. Probably things they don't want us to think about, but... (laughs) Mando jumping out of that ship at the end, his first mission where he didn't have to worry if the baby was safe and he's pulling sacrifice plays yeah i was like why are you just jumping out the there you trying to tell me there's no drop land pan what the fuck (laughs) you are a dad now and you still need to be careful even when the baby isn't in immediate danger things i didn't like at first i didn't really like this episode and i couldn't place my finger on why but then i realized it was because there was no resolution to the episode's plot let me explain in the first and second episode he goes to a place to get information that will move the overarching plot forward while getting this information he participates in the subplot that is started and resolved within the episode killing the dragon getting the ship out of the snow and heading toward the planet but in this episode we got more plot and not a lot of answers technically they stole the ship and frog lady reunited with her husband but most of the elements and world building introduced in this episode will come into play later true i'm okay with it but i also think i'm so used to every episode having the same formula that this one kind of threw me i don't know if this made sense but there it is (laughs) it did make sense absolute nutter sense i think that pretty much touches on exactly my issues with it it was this whole hey this is what's going on in the whole world of mandalorians but like we're not really diving into it and it's allusion to something more than it being like we saw that one guy moff gideon we ain't seen him in like four other episodes did we need to check in what's he's doing he's got a whole fleet of ships there's some concern there and yet none not even the feelings of mando knowing he's from a cult were resolved in this episode (laughs) So it does feel very much like dropped in in the Mandalorian series, whereas it's not encompassed in Mandalorian's particular mission. Other things I didn't like, the pointlessness of him flying away from the other Mandalorians just to join them two seconds later. I know, right? Mando is in a cult, so are we going to talk about that or... The fact that Bo-Katan told the ship's captain her plan like a bad villain. If he thought you were just stealing the weapons, you would have kept the element of surprise. Right? Wasn't that the point? And then he was, she was like, have the tea waiting. I'm like, did she talk with a British accent? Because I'm not sure why we need to have the tea waiting. I don't, yeah, that whole scene was dumb. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> I did not. That's why I didn't acknowledge it in my recap. Because I was like, yeah, I'm glossing over that whole thing the fact that mando looked kind of helpless while they were raiding the ship yes i will say that he almost looked like uh, i will say with that clunky armor because look how smooth and even that other guy 
looked in their armor and i get it's beskar so it's different but he almost looked like he had a paunch and he was moving so slow it felt as if like he was a bumbling darth vader trying to help out versus a season way more like i wanted him to be like like girl you got your thing going on that's fine but i'm fucking mandalorian i've been out in these streets by myself forever like I, he's supposed to be the number one like bounty hunter or some shit like i thought it was a little ridiculous that no one thought to come up or be up here with a bomb like why is that what saved the day <laughs> after y'all just took out all yeah okay don't make me start taking apart the action scenes because for the most part i enjoyed them but i get what you're saying <laughs> absolutely um she continues i don't know if it helpless is the right word but he didn't look like the capable can kill anything mando we know and love maybe this shows he's not good in group settings and he's most badass by himself no i also i think it's because it was a female director and we needed to highlight the female warriors that's exactly what happened which meant that mando had to take a back seat i get it trust i do believe (laughs) that there was a feminine aspect and a needed one in this world that he was humbled by the fact that he's this mr badass and he met two women that are equally if not better badasses than him but like you said it it went a little too far because it then rendered him a little bit more not helpless but useful in the mission then then they like if you could did all this by yourself which it kind of felt they were doing then why the fuck did you need me so make him a part of the actual mission make him someone they wanted to recruit for this mission for the information that he seeks uh she continues maybe the show maybe the shows he's not good in group settings and he's most badass by himself honestly the entire ship ceiling plot could have been taken out minus some of the more humorous moments and i would have been fine the fact that i feel like i have to read the wiki pages on some of the information to understand what the hell they were talking about i'm hoping my theory of it will be explained or become important later is true so we actually get answers in the show without having to look at outside source material oh my god you were reading my mind I think I'm starting to realize that I like the Mandalorian independent of Star Wars. Like I like that it's set in that universe and deals with the consequences and after effects of what happened in the movies. But I like it better when it's its own thing. It doesn't try to weave into the lore too heavily. I think that's what I liked about the first season too. And I already saw an interview on how that is not what they're planning for the second season they have announced that they're going to add more lore so i think i'm i'm feeling some way about that as well because i did like the fact that i didn't need to know all of this background stuff just to be able to enjoy this particular show i didn't watch clone wars or rebels so i don't need them to all connect right like i said i don't mind it every once in a while and it's only three episodes in so i'll allow it <laughs> that sounds pretentious but it's not as bothersome but if he goes like six or seven episodes of that same type of storytelling i could find myself slightly 
disconnected from the actual story that is mando's and the child's and what is actually just trying to make a much more streamlined versions of some additional star wars movies and a continuation of checking in with all these characters that technically technically don't need to all have to run into this particularly mandalorian i think that's all i that's all i can't wait to hear your thoughts favorite line baby yoda squills at squid latched onto his face mando don't play with your food stab squid baby yoda internally screaming i was attacked that was how that scene happened right i think so that's exactly i I stand by that recap (laughs) peace hair grease and black girl magic hey and that is all our feedback for this week i can't wait for the next episode at least i get to see baby yanni yoda whatever flavor you like Again, if you want to join in, blackoutcouchgmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blackout magic.